0: Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influencers Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influencers.church. And now for our message. I'm gonna read a verse and we're gonna get into it. And um, uh, it's it's a beautiful verse. Even as I begin to say the words, some of you have the song going over in your heads. It says, okay, as the deer... Pants for streams of water. So my soul, pants for you. you feel like saying, it's like, pants. <laughs> it's like a, it makes a sound of, like pants sounds like the action, doesn't it? Like, pants. Anyway, I'll keep going. Okay, so my soul, I get distracted. Pants for you, my God. My soul, thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? As the deer, Pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Father, I pray this morning that there would be a desire for your presence afresh. We come and we ask you this morning. Come on, why don't you join with me? Why don't we pray together today, Father? We pray for your presence. We ask that, Lord God, we would hear your voice. We pray today would not just be church and just doing what we do every week, but we pray that today there would be a hunger and a thirst for more of you. We know, can't join me in every campus. We know, God, that you want to speak to us today. So we ask that you open our ears to your voice. We we know you want to lead us today. So we pray that our eyes would see where you're leading and taking us. So I pray today. We would not be about doing a religious duty or turning up or ticking the box, but I pray as Sarah said before, we would seek after You, draw near to You, come close to You. We hear the invitation this morning and we say, God, more, more, more of Your presence, more of Your Word, more of Your life. Reveal what You would say to us today, that we would draw close as You draw near. We are ready to hear, speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. My message, or the next few weeks, we're doing a, a series, and it's called Hungry? And it's, it's, not just a, it's not just the word hungry, it's with a question mark. Everyone go, hungry? Like when someone comes to you and says, hungry? And you're like, well, not really, but what are you offering? Because I could be. Sometimes we're hungry, but sometimes it's like, oh, do I want to be hungry right now? I'm not sure if I want to be hungry right now. I don't know, when, when you go home, where do you go straight to? The fridge. The fridge. When I go to my parents' house, my parents now live in a different house to the house I grew up in. But even though it's a different house to the house, like well, they had, we had a small house growing up. As soon as we all moved out, they got a big house. Makes no sense, but that's our issue. And, and, but they got this house and it's not the house I grew up in. It's not my home, it's their home. But still to this day, the moment I walk in, I say hello and I open the fridge and they're like, do you want anything? I'm like, no, but I'm looking just in case. My boys do this. The second they walk in the house, they drop their bags. They know they've got to get their lunchbox out. They don't, they drop their bags and they go straight to the fridge and straight to the snack cupboard. And I'm like, have some fruit. But I'm not hungry for that. Does anyone get a little bit hangry when they don't eat? Anyone? Yes, a safe place. Someone in my family gets hungry, hangry. I'm not gonna say who because I don't wanna throw them under the bus, but it was on one of our early dates and... uh, and, 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 and this person was just like, i got to eat. And I'm like, we're, we're eating in like half an hour. And they're like, i got to eat now. And I'm like, we'll have some discipline. And, uh, and they're like, and all of a sudden the mood changed. And, and I, didn't, I wasn't aware of hangry. But I now know hangry is a real thing. Low blood sugar is a real thing. And you just got to eat. What, what happens to you when you don't eat? What, what do we get? We get irritable. We get grumpy. grumpy, that's are like, grumpy. That was with too much authority there, Renee. It's like, get her a muesli bar, okay? We, uh, we, we have poor decision making. Like when you haven't eaten, don't you make poor decisions? When you haven't eaten, you, you have a lack of strength. Your mood changes. There's no clarity. You have a desire to eat what's not good for you. When we don't eat in the natural, there's response. The same is in the spirit, because we in the spirit are actually meant to be hungry. Hunger is good. And it comes to our walk with God, we're actually meant to be hungry. And today I wanna stir you to get hungry again. Because you can't just get hungry. Some people are like, oh, I'm just gonna pray for hunger. It's not how it works. We can pray for it, but then God goes, well, what are you gonna do? I wanna hopefully today help you to get hungry for His presence again. Not just to know, but be hungry for, you know, to open the Word, a desire to open the Word, a a, a desire to to pray, a, a hunger and a thirst to hear His voice. Come on, who wants that? And often at the end of the year, we get to a place where we're just like, I'll just get through the rest of the year and start again next year. But that's not how you do it. You should go into next year running. You should go into next year with momentum. The last part of the year can be the best part of the year. But it actually requires us to get hungry, not get lucky. Jesus wanted us to be hungry. So when we go to Matthew 5 and we read about the Beatitudes and, and so often we wanna be blessed. Come on, who wants the blessing of God in their life? Blessing doesn't just come from following. Jesus actually gave methods to be blessed and we often pass over how we get blessed. So he says, read the yellow with me. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for right standing, for relationship with God. Right position with God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, so for they will be filled. The truth is to be blessed, you actually have to be hungry. The key to being blessed is to have a hunger and a thirst and God will respond by filling you with what you actually need. We go a few verses earlier. And he says this, Everybody read with me. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Sometimes we've heard this means poor in money. Those that don't have, it's not what it means. It's poor in spirit. What that means is dependent. If you're poor in spirit, it doesn't mean you have a bad attitude. It doesn't mean you have a poor spirit. It means you are poor in. That in matters. It means that you are dependent on God. Blessed are those that haven't found another answer, another quick solution, another, another response, another, another person, another, another way through. It says, blessed are those that are dependent in your spirit, saying the same thing, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Everything that God has will be yours when you hunger and thirst and are dependent in your spirit for Him. Hungry is good in the kingdom of God. In the natural, in the natural, we get hungry by not eating. But the spirit's different. In the kingdom of God, you get hungry by eating. So it's the reverse. See, we if we want to get hungry, don't eat in the natural. But sometimes we haven't been in the Word and we haven't been in prayer and we haven't been in church or we haven't been with others and we haven't just been in His presence and we would think that that would make us want to get in the Word more or in His presence more or in prayer more. But it doesn't work that way. The way you get hungry in the Kingdom of God is by starting, is by doing something. It works differently. See, the truth is hunger is a sign of health. If my kids are are hungry all the time, are yours? Especially the moment it's bedtime, they get hungry. But they're hungry all the time. And that's good because if my kids were never hungry, I would actually need to be alerted and take them to the doctor. The truth is, hunger is a natural thing that God gave us. That's a sign of health. And it's the same in the Spirit. If we lose our appetite, we need to suddenly be really alert. What? What's the doorbell? Ignore that, it's okay. Well, we actually have to get hungry in us to get hungry in our spirit. If we're, hung, if we're not hungry, if we don't desire to be in the Word, if we don't desire to be in prayer, if we don't think, man, all I wanna do is get in His presence, we actually suddenly have to be really alert to the... Th- one second, I'll get the door in a minute. We'd have to be aware that something isn't right. When we're not wanting to spend time with Him, when we're not wanting to wake up and open the Word, when we're not hearing His voice, that's where you should be the alarm clock that goes, wake up, and we'll get to that in a minute. Wake up and strengthen what remains, for I haven't found your deeds complete in the sight. If you lost your desire just to be in His presence, He's saying, wake up. Not condemnation today, but conviction to say God's got more. God's got more. God's got more. Are you doing okay today? So I'm a bit hungry because we'll get that in a minute. I've got some food here that I started to prepare earlier. I've got some vegetables and they're delicious. Come wait, wait, just wait. I, 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 it's one of those. It's like a door knocker. It's Jehovah. Anyway, I got some. I got some. I got some quinoa or kenoa, and I prepared a bit earlier. It took a while, but it's, it's going to be delicious. Just, it's not as delicious as other things. I got some carrots and some chicken. Chicken doesn't have a lot of, it's healthy, it's good for you. And, and I'm going to take my time because uh, one, one second, one second. Come in. Who is it? Hello. hello. Hey. Josh, hello. I've got your Uber Eats order. Oh, oh uh, uh, hello, uh, Uber Eats delivery driver Um, that we've never met. I've, I don't think that's for me. I've got something I've been preparing. It's gonna oh, take a come while. Come on, Josh. I know your regular order. We've got oh, Big Macs, nuggets, oh, large fries. Uh, you know, I know you love that comfort food. No, on a no, I'm, I'm I'm all about the holy stuff. I'm about the the beans and the. That's another Josh, probably. Just another Josh. Oh, it says uh, Joshua Greenwood, 57 Dalywood Paradise. Oh, sorry. Was that um. Joshua Ernest? No, that's Greenwood. enough, that's enough, that's enough. Pass it here, uh, pass it here. Okay, interesting. Enjoy. Thank uh, you, I'll take it. I won't eat it, but I'll take it. Do I get a tip or? Uh, you'll do an internship. Your tip is to follow Jesus and pass, okay? So wonderful, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, random Uber. Oh. It's, it's lunchtime in eight minutes. We're past lunchtime in Victoria. If they could get out and eat. <laughs> We're praying for you. I just smell it. Because there's something that's better for me, but I do love some chips. <laughs> Does anyone just need some chips right now? Some you, Renee, you need some chips. All right, you know, just calm down in the front. Here, take it. There you go. Oh, I've got nuggets, a Big Mac, and a cheese. Oh, I, I love, a, who loves a sneaky cheese? Like you're driving home, you're like, I need a sneaky. Shans is Shans. Shans loves, she's a naturopath and she loves a sneaky cheese. Go figure, right? Okay, but is anyone really hungry? Is anyone like, need this this morning? Oh, oh, bro, are you, you know what? Here you go. Oh, it smells so good. Here, take it, enjoy. All yours, all yours. Here's the deal. It is so easy to eat fast food, isn't it? thing about fast food is it's quick food. It's now food. It's good food. And the truth is, is that as a spirit needs feeding. Jesus makes this really clear. He refers to Himself as the bread of life, living water. He made our bodies to match what would happen in the spirit as an example. But the truth is, Netflix is... Is a bit more entertaining than Revelations. Uh, um, uh, you know uh, that gossip. Well, Look, I know I shouldn't, but it, it's a little bit delicious, and uh, and I don't want to worry and, and fear. But the truth is, you know what? It does. It does kind of make me feel good about myself a little bit. The news. The news is my source. Of, I'm just trying to be wise, so I just I got the news going on. And the truth is, there's these things that we have that feel good, like because. We can have them now. We can have them in the moment. We can have them instantly. If I was honest, and I had one last meal, if I had one last meal before I die, I would have a sloppy burger. I mean, for me, a sloppy burger is just the just the best. And you've got to say it that way, sloppy. Eh, you're gonna have a like, sloppy burger. It's just just nothing like it. It's like a. a I get tempted by having a Whopper from time to time. And, and you know that Whopper, it smells so good. Does it? It does. And, uh, and, and it's ready now and it's hot and it tastes so good going in. And, and who's ready to eat right now? I can just pack this up and all uh, oh, 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 the shallow Christians. Okay, fantastic. And joking, joking. And, and, and But the truth is, I eat it and it tastes so good going in. But about five minutes later, my body's like, uh-oh, <laughs> not satisfied, but not hungry either. Like, I'm not like, oh, I ate a whopper, not happy, want a salad. I'm like, not happy, want a snooze. And this is what happens so easily for all of us, is that we eat on so much stuff that feels good, is easy in first thing in the morning, is easy, easy, easy late at night, is easy in the car, is easy just to get by. And the truth is we don't feel satisfied, but I don't have a greater appetite for His Word either. Yeah. See, we will feel like we will eat one way or the other. Yeah. And when we're not eating of His Word and we're not in His presence and we're not in worship, you will feed yourself because you were created to feed your spirit with something. But if you've lost your appetite for opening this, an iPad, uh, I thought it was my Bible. If you've lost your appetite for just being in worship, if you've lost your appetite for the house of God, it will get filled with something else and we become lethargic and sleepy and the truth is we have to do something to change something. My... I used to be here with this church when I was a kid and I remember we used to go to this great Italian family's uh house for lunch often. And I won't say their name because if there's any Italians here, all you're all related. And uh and we'd eat and I mean these were the big meals. and this this their son, he was probably in his twenties, I mean, he could eat. He could eat the size of, like you know, eat a horse and uh he probably did, and uh and, and I remember we, mum and dad had him over for dinner one night, and and they really prepared because they saw how many plates and servings this guy ate, and and they he so mum made all this delicious vegetables, meats, food, big thing trying to you know feed this growing man, and he came over and he had one plate and he barely finished it, and mum was like oh right, I'll go get you another serve, and he went no 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 I'm not hungry, and, and mum said. What, are you kidding me? I've seen you eat. I've made enough for an army. How can you not be hungry? And he said, look, I, knew, I know you're not Italian. you Australians. I know you won't serve me much. So I, on the way here, I went to Macca's and I got a Big Mac meal. Yeah. And my mum was, of course, so offended because he assumed that what she would give him wouldn't satisfy. So he lost his appetite for what was good and what was prepared for him because he ate of other things. What we sometimes do without realising is we're not eating the good stuff, we're eating the quick stuff. Relationships, conversations, media, social media, other people's thoughts and opinions, the news, whatever it is, and the reality is we lose our appetite for what will sustain us. If I can, and then we can come to church and go, wasn't very meaty. <laughs> Didn't get something out of that today. Truth is, I don't think many Christians, that, I don't think it's that we don't want to eat. We just want someone else to prepare it for us. We want Uber Eats. We want church to be Uber Eats, have it ready and warm, deliver it for me, and then I'll consume it, I'll eat it, and it better be what I ordered. When God actually calls us to each and every day be in preparation for what God has for us, See, church can either be a highlighter or a fire starter. It's actually meant to be the highlighter. Many people want church to be the fire starter. Let Sunday be the thing that kicks my spirit off again. And we we can do that. But you know what's way better than the fire starter? The thing that just gets you, "Oh, oh, wake up Josh, okay, yes, I'm gonna get into the Word again this week. Is that when people come to me and they're like, oh, I was in the prayer meeting, And what we were praying for was exactly what I've been praying all week. That's called a highlighter. God's highlighting things to you all week. And then He's highlighting the same thing on Sunday. I love it when someone comes to me after church and goes, you wouldn't believe this, but I've been doing my devotions and exactly what God was saying to you was what He's been saying to me all week. And they're like, that's what it's meant to be. It's just highlighting what He's already saying. Because the truth is God's always talking to you. And this gathering was never meant to be the fire starter and it wasn't meant to be the place where you eat once a week. I felt God actually challenged me lately, stop feeding everyone and create a hunger in them. Because what we want is to come in and someone to feed us. And I want to feed you, but even more so, I want to create a desire and a hunger for you. So today I'm not trying to feed you. Today I'm trying to stir you because there is a pantry filled with God's goodness waiting for you to create a desire to go and eat. And you may not feel like eating. But you know how you create a hunger? You start. You know how you create a hunger for prayer? You pray. Do you know how you create a hunger for the Word? Open the Word. You know how you create a hunger for His presence? Sit in His presence. There's no trick to it. There's no, are you worthy or deserving. You just have to begin. Are you doing okay? Our challenge is to, as Christians, to actually be hungry and full at the same time. We're actually meant to be full and sustained in everything He gives me. But every time He gives me, I'm actually hungry for more. See, when I've lost my hunger for more, I'm not actually eating on what sustains me. But when I'm eating what sustains me, I'm constantly satisfied yet hungry. And that's in perfect balance. I'm sustained and hungry. Does this make sense? How does it work? Well, I actually think... So often we're looking for God to give us. So we go to God, what we want from God is explanations and predictions. We want explanations of what's happened and Him to tell us what's about to happen. But so often I found God doesn't give you the explanation, but He gives you the answer you need and that answer is Jesus someone's like, well, God, why, haven't, why hasn't that happened yet? Why haven't they come along yet? Why haven't you made a way yet? Why, ha- why haven't they been healed yet? Why haven't they come back yet? Why? And we've got questions, things we wanna know, but God's not so much into giving the explanations, but He gives you the answer you need, Jesus. And, and, and when you then get in His presence and you just seek Jesus, you have a peace and a calm because even though I don't know the answer and I don't know what's coming, I've got Jesus. So when it comes to tomorrow, I'm actually less so wanting my explanation I'm wanting the answer and the answer is Jesus and as the more I have Jesus the more I trust him and lean into him and that creates a faith that God can do what I don't know but I don't need to know what God will do hasn't done or won't do I can just trust him because I've got all that I need I've got him and it's there as I taste of him I'm satisfied and I want more of him so last week, and I'm hearing this in our, all our campuses, but right here at Paradise, it was a long weekend, it was school holidays, and we lost an hour's sleep. So I know the people that came to church, uh, um, there's extra crowns for you, and, uh, but you came hungry because you don't come unless you want the presence of God. And what happened is, we, for the second service, I preached for eight minutes because uh, you couldn't because it's just the presence of God. And the more we had, the more satisfied we were, but the more aware there's more of God. And the more satisfied we are, the more hungry we are for the more of God. And we're like in this mixture of God's got more, God's got more, God's got more, but God, you're good, God, you're good, God, you're good. And the only way you get that is by hungering and thirsting for Him. See, Psalm 147 shows us He gives favour and increase to the hungry. Not, watch this, He doesn't give favour and increase to the needy. He is not just required to meet your needs. He gives favor and increase to the hungry. Sometimes we're like, lift your hands if you have a need. And we're mistaken to think what we're doing is letting God know oh, you've got it. Gabriel, meet the need. We're trying to activate your body because your body's connected with your spirit. And what we're trying to do is activate faith and thirst and hunger for what God could do, but more so for Him. Because it's there as you lift your hands, we're believing you're going to feel His presence. And His presence is better than anything He can do. So His favour goes to the thirsty and the hungry, not just the needy. This is why the woman with the flour and the oil was willing to make her last meal, not for her and her son, but for the prophet, because she wanted the presence of God more than she wanted the provision of God. But when you get the presence of God, His provision follows. See, her hunger and thirst wasn't for her need to be met. Her hunger and thirst was for God. This is why the woman with the mites was willing to give the little that she had because more than her material comfort, she wanted the kingdom of heaven. So she was poor in spirit, dependent on God, not just poor in finances. And while it doesn't show the next, I know that Jesus saw and therefore Jesus meets the need. This is why the disciples were willing to drop their nets and follow Him. And because they did that, were their needs met? You know their needs were met, but they wanted... God. They wanted Jesus more than they wanted what they knew. This is why I believe Jesus went and healed Peter's mother-in-law. I mean, even mother-in-laws matter to Jesus. And it does, because he was willing to leave home and follow Jesus. So that means the mother-in-law would have gone and lived with the wife and looked after the home with the kids. But the mother-in-law gets sick and Peter's on the road with Jesus. So the mother-in-law matters because the mother-in-law is caring for the home while Peter's going and walking with Jesus. So Jesus meets the need of the home because He desires the presence of Jesus this is why you can read in Acts they would sell all of their possessions because they knew there was nothing as important as being in the kingdom of God and caring for one another but would God let them down of course not because when you have a hunger and thirst for him and his presence he'll take care of your needs now if we're honest we're willing to pay for things that matter to us oh, we've all got different value systems, but if a 60-inch TV matters to you, you'll find a way to pay for it. If good food matters to you, you'll find a way to pay for it. If a holiday matters to you, you'll find a way to If your kid's sport matters to you, you'll find a way to go to it. If family matters to you, you'll find a way to prioritise it. I'm not talking about money here, I'm talking about heart. If He matters to you, you'll make time. I'm not trying to give condemnation today, but conviction to say, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Because He wants time with you. He wants his presence to be with you. He doesn't want you to get through this next season. He doesn't want you just to make it through to the end of the year and start again. He is desperate right now to start something that can create a momentum that you carry into the new year. Don't start the new year with a new resolution. Ask yourself, am I willing to pay the price now? Am I willing to take time now? Am I willing to turn off the TV now? Am I willing to get up five minutes earlier now? I'm not saying this has to be 40 days of prayer and fasting. I'm just saying, are you willing to pray for a minute? Are you willing to read a chapter? Are you willing to soak for five? Are you willing to be generous? Are you willing for an hour and a half? Is there just something that you would pay the cost for because it matters to you? Because the truth is what matters for us will make a way for. And here's the truth, Jesus allows us to choose. So we go to the book of Matthew and it says there in Matthew chapter nine, it says, as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind man came to him and asked him, Do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. They called out to him and then they sought him. Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and he said, According to your faith will it be done to you. And their sight was restored. I'm going to share in this in a couple of weeks. According to your faith. Everyone say, According to your faith. This is a statement that has rocked me of late. Because there's things that I believe for, but I don't actually walk in or act on. And I feel like God says, well, according to your faith. Oh, my kids are growing up in a world that's broken. We need to pray. And I think depending on if we really pray for our kids, or if we've prayed for our kids, God goes, according to your faith. Or, well, according to your faith. I think there's needs we have in our life, and we take it to God. But we're not doing the ask, seeking, knocking that he talks about. And I feel he I genuinely feel sometimes there's a partnership where God goes, well, according to your faith. I feel there's other times where we got so desperate to before him. And like the blind man, we're calling and we're seeking and we're declaring. And he's like according to your faith. So something that's rocked me because when I look at how easy it is to find a solution today, how easy it is to fill my time and say, oh, I didn't get time with God today, I'll do it tomorrow. But yet I've got things I want from God and I'm believing from God and hoping to hear from God. And I feel God sometimes says, well, according to your faith. It makes sense, this is all the way through Scripture. We see Elisha talking to the king and he's like, shoot the arrow out the window and stab it into the ground. And he only does it a couple times and the prophet's like, well, according to your faith. You have these short victories, but you won't see the big victory you won in your life. This is what happens with Peter. And Peter's like, hey Jesus, can I walk in the water? And Jesus is like, come. Jesus is like, well, according to your faith. Jesus didn't have to piggyback him and take him out there. He left it to Peter. The other disciples, can we stay in the boat? Well, according to your faith. I actually think God will let you stay where you are or let you walk on the water, it's your choice. He'll let you have a small victory or have win the big battle. It really is your choice. I think to the man that had leprosy, he's like, put out, stretch out your hands. And if he didn't stretch out his hands, he wouldn't have been healed because according to your faith. I think the people in Nazareth who knew who he was yet didn't believe, Jesus is like, okay, well, according to your faith. Yet he goes into other towns and they had faith. Well, according to your faith. I think with the, the man that's lowered down from the roof, I mean, there was a crowd of people, but that man got his healing according to their faith. I think Jesus sometimes allows it to go not according According to your need, not according to your want, but according to your faith, according to your hunger, according to your thirst, according to your appetite. This is why I think God has blessing upon blessing upon blessing that He wants to give, but it only comes when you're continuing in hunger, when you're sustaining hungry, when you're maintaining hungry, when you're remaining hungry. This is why he said in Luke chapter one verse fifty three. He said, "Read with me." He has filled fill the hungry with Good things. Who receives the good things? It's the hungry, not the Christians, not the followers. There's a promise of favor. I don't believe God removes his favor, but I do believe you don't see the full blessing when you don't remain hungry and thirsty. But he sent the rich again. This is not money. This before, poor is not money. It's poor in spirit. This here is rich in spirit. When you are independent from God, but you know God. When you're not dependent on God, when every day is not dependent on God, when I don't hunger and thirst, you are dependent on water and food. In the same way, you are meant to be dependent, poor in spirit, dependent on the Word and the presence and the life that comes from God. And when you're not, He sends us away. Here's what happens. I actually think if the blessing gets you comfortable, because we're blessed, right? Come on, who believes they're blessed? But who believes there's times where we don't see the blessing of God so evident in our life? My thoughts are if the blessing makes you comfortable, He removes the blessing. Not favor, He doesn't remove His favor, it's given for life. He removes His blessing. We can get real today? Until you get desperate and hungry for the source of the blessing, which is the Father, and then the blessing returns. Let me show you an example. Before the prodigal son ran away, do you think the prodigal son was blessed? He had everything he needed. We don't talk about this, but his house was blessed. But he hungered and thirsted for other things of the world, so the blessing was removed. Amen? And when he gets hungry, notice the Bible's very particular. When he gets hungry again, He now more than the food desires His Father's house and His Father's presence. So He returns to the Father and it's there as He returns to the Father, oh look, the blessing returns. You see, what happens is when we get complacent with the blessing God's given to us, I believe we begin to hunger after other things, spend time with other things, thirst for other things and the blessing gets removed. And then when we go back to the source, it wasn't the party, the fatted calf, the ring or the robe He talked about. It was the Father, but as He returns to the Father, the blessing returns. I believe more than anything, God wants us to have a hunger and thirst for His presence, which is why my favorite verses, and just the keys can come. Proverbs 25, verse 2 says this It says, It is the glory of God to conceal things. Yeah. There are times where God removes things and conceals things. But it is the glory of kings to search it out. I've told you this before. This is what I do with my sons. They want food. They want pocket money. They want a game. And what they do sometimes, they say, Dad, can I have it? And what I do is I hide it behind my back and now they have to search for me. And I begin to hide around the house and they go looking for where I am, especially when they were younger and purer, before they could work out how to get on the line and buy it. And, uh, but they, I would hide and I would hide from them and conceal what they were after. But now they've forgotten about what they wanted the need and now they're searching for the Father and they're looking for Dad and when they find Dad and I suddenly appear, they don't go for what I have concealed, they embrace me and then the blessing is given. You see, you may think, but as a good father, don't you always bless your kids? No. My kids are my favourite, but when they are not responding to me, I don't bless them. I meet their basic need, but I don't bless them. It's there as they respond how I want them to respond, the blessing comes but what I want them to do is love me more than the blessing. I want them to search me out. It's a hunger for intimacy. It's a hunger for His presence. It's a hunger for more. It's a hunger for His voice. It's a hunger for Him. This is why He says, come on, catch this now. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my, can you catch it? So my soul pants for you. Get this, my God, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. Where can I go and meet you, God? It feels like there's too many gods, but, but when you realise that, The focus of this passage, the dear pants for you, my God, my soul thirsts for. My God, the living God, where can I go and meet with God? Friday night, we took our family camping, which is the worst. We thought we'd experience the outdoors and hypothermia. And there, right there in the campsite, he's like, you know, oh, I'm not made for camping. I'm more five stars than five million stars. You know, uh, there's like, you know, no plumbing. <laughs> I've got this new phrase now. If there's no plumbing, I'm not coming. <laughs> and but we took our boys camping with some friends, and and, uh, and in the morning we had Jack had his basketball game early. So it was an hour drive away. Woke up early, took him basketball, came back and. On the way back, there's this one toilet block with whatever it is and, and so I dropped him there so he could go to the, the bathroom and, and I drove back to a, a lot campsite and said, just come back when you're finished, not far. Five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by, 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, where's Jackson? Can't see Jack. Where's Jack? you seen Jack? Seen Jack? You seen Jack? Jack? Looking down the hill. Jack, looking around. Jack, where are the kids? Seen Jordy, seen Jack. <laughs> okay, where's Jack? Look for Jack. Walk over the toilet block. Jack. 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 Now a little bit of a jog back to the campsite. Just not not running, but not walking. J- Jack. Ja- Sharn, seen Jack? Now I'm brave enough to tell Sean's we've lost Jack. Jack. Have you seen Jack? No, go back to the bathrooms. Go back. I'm literally looking in. Jack. Jack. Jackson. 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 Jack. Uh, 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 Max, find, find Jack. Hey, excuse me, can you come and help us find Jack? Hey, boys, you go that way, I'll go that way. We literally, as was a group of Indians camping. They were searching everywhere with us. It was excellent. They were just like our friends. And we are running we are going, hey, help us find Jack. I am a quick runner. I covered kilometres. I'm running through Mount Crawford Forest, yelling, thinking of every movie, every moment, everything going, Jack! Jack, where are you, Jack? In a few moments, I realised I'd lost what was most important to me, what I treasured most in the world. And I'm searching going, Jack, Jack, people are looking everywhere. And eventually Jack comes back to the campsite. And I'm like, where were you? He's like, I just wanted to disappear for a while so you'd feel what it's like to miss me. He's now chained to his bed. He's not, he's not online people. (laughs) But in a few moments, I'd forgotten, but once I realised what was most important, I began looking and began seeking because I can't lose my boy. It's what I value so much. What could matter more than God? Do we value His presence in the same way? Do we seek His voice like you're looking for that's what's most important to you? Are you willing to draw near to Him and see Him draw near to you? He actually commands it. He says, those who seek me will find me. It's what Sarah was saying. There's an invitation. He's saying, I've got more. I've got more. But if you would just come and find me. Hey, you'd desperate for Jesus? Are you willing to take a step towards Jesus? Not condemnation not, not condemnation, but conviction. He's got more. He's wanting to reveal more. And if you've been spending time, is there a hunger for more? If it's been a while, is there a hunger for more? And if there's not a hunger for more, it's okay. We all have dry spells. We all have difficult times. We all go through seasons where we're saying, I just need the explanation more than I need the person. But right now, I didn't when I found Jack, I didn't first ask for the explanation. I just put my arms around him and hugged him and he didn't know what all the fun was about and then I asked for the explanation but that came first was just my boy all I wanted was my boy and sometimes you've been looking for answers but all you need is him so let me give you something we're going to do it's practical but the practical leads to the spiritual because on your seats is this card 40 days of spiritual hunger we just want to help you take a step and show you how simple this step is What we're encouraging over the next 40 days, why 40 days? Well, 40 is all through the Bible, but let's just go, it's a number, we're going with it. 40 days, where we're saying, what if in your home and what for your life you would just take small steps and watch the hunger grow? It's a journey. It's not a moment, but it's moment by moment. What if on here, just for example, to read something from the Word, if you haven't been in the Word, Sometimes we're like, oh, I've got to start again at the Old Testament and read all the way through. Don't. Just start with a chapter of focusing on Jesus and read that one chapter. Read three lines. And you know what you do the next day? What do I read? Read it again. Don't know what to read? Just read it again and see what He says. If you haven't been in prayer, this is the challenge. What if you were to pray for one minute and then every day increase it by one minute? sometimes we go super spiritual. We go from nothing to the deep end. And we're like, oh, oh God, I haven't been praying. So I'm gonna pray 40 minutes a day. Uh, and we won't. But what if you prayed for one minute? He would love that one minute with you. Now I'll tell you what would happen. The next day, you'd be excited for your two minutes. And if you could do two minutes with God and just being in His presence, I promise you the next day you'll be desiring three minutes. And if you taste three minutes, you'll be like, imagine what could happen in four minutes. Uh, what we're saying is, what if instead of waking up and going straight to the phone, and I'm committed to this myself, first hour, I'm not looking at social media. I'm not filling myself with that stuff and that opinion and those news. What if I didn't pick up the phone but instead the first thing I did was put worship on in my home? What if the morning was filled with His presence rather than filled with comparison and the news and all those other things? What if I I made a commitment over the next 40 days that every week whether I feel like it or not I'm going to come into worship. And can I encourage you if you can to, to come on time and be in worship. And when you're in worship the love for worship grows. I understand it starts with small steps. This is why He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. He's here and He's waiting, but He's waiting for you to take the first step. This is why when you seek Him you'll find Him. This is why when you hunger and thirst you'll be filled. Sometimes we're saying fill me and I'll hunger and thirst. No, hunger and thirst and be filled. When when you're poor in spirit and dependent, the things of the kingdom will come. When you ask, seek and knock, the door will be opened. When you begin to search Him out the glory will be revealed. It's an invitation to more. It's an invitation to draw near. It's God saying, I've got something for you. The truth is healthy food takes time. It takes preparation, but it sustains you and it fulfills you and it helps you to have the energy and the clarity and the strength. Come on, stand to your feet for so much more. And this is what I believe is that if you say, God, I, I want to be desperate for you, You might be here, and this is the truth today, and it's okay, I'm not desperate for Him. Sometimes we say things we don't mean. Just go today, I'm not desperate, I'm not hungry. Maybe you are, I love it, get more hungry and more hungry. You know what it's like, the more hungry you have, the more hungry you have. Maybe it's been a while, it's okay just to say, hey God, like the prodigal son, I'm coming back. And the moment you're seen on the horizon, the Father runs. The moment you step towards Him, His presence is near and His blessing returns. His presence is known and the hunger grows. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I will tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you and He has a plan and a purpose for your life. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the word of God go with you from this day forward. And I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.